0: Okay, guys, so another very special interview, as always, you know, we have all these special interviews and special guests in this particular moment. I think it's even more special because there's not many people who are dedicated like this man to jump on a podcast interviews, you know, to share their stories why to thrive in a current current marketplace. And you know, uh, date is now 17 of March, 2020. So you probably know like the coronavirus, everything is just starting out. So this man is gonna talk about his journey in real estate. How did he start it? I'm very excited to cover, you know, many many topics that i have in my head right, uh, right now so first of all let me just introduce you to this man sitting here in front of you his name is Tyler chesser he's the founder and the president of the chesser companies a commercial real estate firm that focuses on a real estate investment brokerage and coaching for real estate investors he's an experienced multifamily real estate investor active and passive and has experienced uh, experienced the success and failures of building a real estate portfolio. So we definitely can talk about success and failures. That's a good topic for sure. Tyler is also a co-founder of CF Capital LLC, a real estate syndication firm, which focuses on a acquiring and repositioning multifamily assets in the Southeast United States and provides institution institutional, sorry, quality services to its residents and outsized returns to its investment partners. And the bio continues, but I would just want to mention he has a crazy, phenomenal, unbelievable podcast. It's called Elevate. You should go and check it out. Of course, I'm going to be dropping all the links down below for you guys.
1: Thank you, my brother.
0: No problem. So uh, let's get into it. You know, first of all, I just want to say big thank you for doing this today, Tyler. I really appreciate it.
1: Martinez, it's a pleasure to be with you. It's always interesting to hear your bio, so I appreciate you reading that. It's a little bit embarrassing as well, but hopefully we're here to serve the people listening because, man, it's crazy times out there. It's, it's absolutely crazy times, but you know what? This is what we train for. This is what we develop our own inner voice, our inner identity yeah. to rise to the occasion in these types of circumstances, so I'm excited to have a deep and impactful discussion with you today.
0: Awesome! Awesome! I'm 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 excited that you're excited. So first of all, uh, I would love to just jump right in and talk about. Have you ever had this identity where you're always was this man? I'm gonna thrive in the business, thrive in like doing things and just you know achieving big stuff. Like was it you know because again, for the audience, seeing you like committed doing the podcast now and doing the phenomenal things. I mean, you have multiple businesses, podcasts, you know, you, you're all over the place on social media. So have you ever been like this? Or like, where, where was the beginning for you?
1: Yeah, no, I have not always been like this, for sure. Um, you know, it's interesting, because I never really, growing up, I you know what, I grew up as a, as a kid, I was obsessed with basketball, to be honest with you. I just love playing basketball and I, and that's, I grew up in Kentucky, you know, in the United States and that's really what it's all about, is about basketball, horse racing and bourbon and- And fried of course, chicken. As a, Fried chicken, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, I just was obsessed with playing basketball and as I grew up, you know, I my whole life was around playing basketball, whether it was raining, snowing, sleeting, whatever it was, you know, I was always obsessed with playing basketball and I was always inspired by guys like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant made God Rest His Soul, yeah. and others, you know, in that in in that kind of world. But, you know, as I grew older, I recognized that I wasn't going to be an NBA talent myself, you know, while I still loved the game so much, I started to say, well, what else can I do in this world? And I was just obsessed with, you know, learning and growing, but I never knew that I had the capacity to be a leader until I just kind of got thrown into certain positions. Of leadership. And then when I was thrown into those positions of leadership, I learned that, you know, to be a great leader, I needed to develop myself, I needed to be committed, you know, at all times to understand that, you know, what, if I'm going to lead others, I need to lead, you know, by example, in different ways. And so, you know, when I was in college, I I led different organizations, you know, as the president of different organizations, really just by default, and I, I wasn't you know, bred for that. I don't think I was a born leader in any way, other than the fact that you know I have the ability and the capacity to to communicate with others uh, to a certain degree that I think you know lends itself to a success from that. But I've also had to continue to develop that. And so, long story short, you know, as I kind of grew as a leader and as I went through the discomfort as a leader, I started to say, "Wow, this is actually an amazing process because it's something that I really enjoy and I've really." you know, started to respect myself and the growth of this process and kind of the other side of that discomfort, you know, I've started to say, wow, this is an amazing process. And this process is something that I became addicted to. And so as I grew as a professional early on in my career, I started in the corporate world. And I learned that, you know what, the more and more that I grow as an individual, the more I can grow as a professional, the more more valuable I can be for the organization. And I decided quickly through my process, you know, after a few years, that the corporate world wasn't going to be a place that I would fit, you know, sort of long term. And so I pivoted into real estate. But to be successful in real estate, I've always had to read books. I've always had to invest in coaching, go to conferences, go to seminars, whether they're real estate related or personal growth related or whatever it may be. You know, listen to every podcast I can possibly listen to be involved in podcasts because when I have these discussions, I learn more, you know, surround myself with great people, surround myself with people like yourself, people that I can learn from and find those mentors and continue to invest, you know, my own capital into myself, my own time, my attention into my skills, whether it's to, you know, increase my ability to communicate, increase my capacity to negotiate, increase my capacity to build and lead a team, because to be able to scale, I've got to be able to develop systems and you know, cultivate the appropriate strategy along the lines of also, you know, making sure that my mindset is where it needs to be, you know, identifying the limiting beliefs that I have, identifying, you know, the inner voice that tells me I can't accomplish something or the inner voice that says, wow, the coronavirus is, you know, it's, it's destroying everything. You know, at the same time, I have to realize that, you know what, that's just my survival voice. And so, you know, I've just become so obsessed with this because I've started to recognize as I look back, and I, I, you know, I'm excited, I'm, I'm anticipating the future of what I can look forward to. But when I look back, it's the brick, after brick, after brick that you lay, that you look back and are saying, wow, this is amazing. And it's actually, you know, my experience has been it's an exponential sort of growth process. And when it feels like you're not making progress, and it feels uncomfortable, and it feels, you know, frustrating, you know, I've looked back and said, wow, those are the times when the things are happening beneath the surface that all of a sudden, you know, things happen that the world looks back and says, wow, you know, he got lucky and or he or she or whoever got lucky. And, and I believe that you create your own luck from your commitment. And one thing that somebody told me uh, years ago that really stuck with me is that every single day, you have the opportunity of recreating yourself, you can recreate yourself daily, you can wake up and say, you know what, I'm proud of what I did yesterday. I'm proud of the effort that I put forth. And I know that those seeds will germinate in the future. But I've got to show up today. I've got to learn something new today. I've got to, you know, get 1% better in whatever I'm doing. And so that's been my mantra. And of course not every day is perfect. You know, uh, some days are better than others. I mean, you know, when you wake up and you notice that, wow, we all need to self quarantine and uh, what do we need to do? How do we do business? You know, how do we walk properties? How do we, you know, meet with clients or meet with investors or whatever it may be, because it's such a relationship business. I mean, I, I love being able to look at you in the eyes right now and talk to you and, and see your smiling face and, you know, but it's still, it's not the same if we're not, you know, face to face. Now, granted, it's amazing that we have this type of technology, but, you know, so I don't know, I'm, I'm going all over the place here, but um, that's why I've just been so obsessed with growth because I think it's really the key to everything you want in your life
0: yeah yeah totally agree but i definitely would love to shake hands you know first of all you know due to coronavirus you have to be careful you know with that but i don't think my hands are are, are that long you know so i can reach you there in the states yeah. anyway but you know it's awesome like have you ever served in the military before
1: no i haven't
0: you haven't because you have you, you probably you know guys uh drop a comment below if you think that this man has a military voice i think he has you saying because my
1: bald head or oh the voice okay
0: it's the the everything man it's everything it's the mix it's the mix of things so maybe we can just dissect what you just said because you said you know you you mentioned a lot of things in here but kind of i would love to understand again you mentioned you've been working in a corporate world and that's where a lot of people when they spend some certain amount of time in there they discover like man this is i'm stuck in a cubicle like there is no it for me and they start looking but there's still probably you know still the people who were colleagues of yours and they still work in so like what changed for you in that period of time what got you frustrated or motivated So, where you're like man i need to change everything
1: yeah no it's a really great question because when i went through this experience it almost felt like everything was flipped upside down for me because I started to really question, it's like, man, I'm not happy. Number one, I wasn't happy. And I was working for a company that was really actually rated one of the top 50 companies in America to work for, from a culture perspective, and from just an enjoyment perspective. And I looked around and I said, why am I the only one experiencing this? I don't understand. I was like, why am I not grateful for the situation, perhaps? And so it really took some time for that to metastasize and for me to, you know, start to get those feelings of frustration. And, You know it's interesting i i do look back on the situation and say that life happened for me and not to me as as our friend tony robbins always says but um you know during that time period it was very difficult and you know i I was having a lot of you know challenges that were were sort of occurring in my life financially actually and as i was growing in my career i was actually doing uh, marketing and i was actually doing international marketing for this organization And I learned so much and I really loved actually what I was doing because that's what I wanted to do. When I went to college, I, you know, fell in love with really the consumer behavior, the psychology behind business. Why do people decide to buy a certain product or why does a certain brand get, you know, more value than another brand and how does that sit in someone's mind? I just always found that to be so fascinating. So I was really enjoying the professional aspects of what I was doing. But from a practical and from a personal perspective, you know, it was interesting because I, I purchased a home for you know, my primary residence while I was doing this, this job. And as I got more and more, you know, sort of, I guess, recognition in the company and sort of grew, you know, from a promotional standpoint, I wasn't realizing that financially as much as I had hoped or wanted to. And my house started to break down. It was really interesting. I started to get, you know, different sort of maintenance things that would happen to my house. And looking back, it wasn't anything crazy serious. But at the time, it felt, you know, very substantial. And i started to feel very tight on my finances. And so I, you know, I I started to basically ask for raises. And, uh, you know, I got some raises, but they were really just kind of, middle of the road, just, you know, barely sort of getting me over a little bit of a, you know, cost of living sort of raise. And so I started to get more and more frustrated by this. And so I started to say, well, what other options are there? And that's when I came across real estate. I started to ask everybody that I knew, like, what else could I do? What else is out there? And I started to learn more about real estate. And as many of your listeners, you know, would probably relate. I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I said, wow, this, this is amazing. And it also further exasperated my feelings and thoughts on, well, wait a minute, is this the right place to be for me in a corporation? Well, I can learn so much, and I had mentors and people that I was learning from. You know, do I, am I in the right place of this cash flow quadrant? And so I started to want to take steps to getting in the right place. And so, I don't know. That's that's been my experience. That was my journey early on, and the journey continues every single day. Let me just say that.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. And that's a great story. And thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's very important for people to hear. You know, the question that I have right now in my head, I I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. You read the book, you you know, but I mean, the books I I love in the day and age that we have, uh, that that we are in currently, I mean, there's some information available. And still, I think it kind of becomes a problem because there's too much information and people can get confused. When it Mm. comes to making a decision. But again, they're like Robert Kiyosaki, great book, phenomenal book. But look, you know, there's a lot of people who read the book, but like nothing changes. They just read it to say, Man, that's a great book, and they just put it on a shelf. And like there's nothing changes. So what do you think like does anybody in this day and age can become successful because what you just said, you have some maybe leadership traits that are kind of in you and maybe it's a gene, it's a, some type of blood, you know, that you have in you and it just gives you the, the, the drive, the motivation to do things or, or it could be anybody who can, you know, be in the same position as you are.
1: Well, you know, let me just say a couple of things. So about books, you know, in my experience has always been, it's been really more of a practical outlook on books because whenever I read a book, the first book I read, you know, really after like my schooling during when I hired my coach, you know, he kept talking about books and he would say, you know, I got this, this, and this from this book. And I got this, this, and this from this book. And he mentioned so many times thinking grow rich and I'm like, all right. I want to go. I want to get rich. That sounds awesome. Uh, wow. That that sounds amazing. I'm interested. So I read this book, and I remember my eyes were absolutely crossed reading this book. I had no clue what I was talking about. Never heard of the subconscious mind. I mean, I, I studied marketing. You know, you would think that a marketing professional would know all about the subconscious mind because what are you doing other than communicating the subconscious mind when it comes to branding, when it comes to yeah. you know marketing in general? And so uh, it's so interesting to look back and, and realize that, but as I read that book, I said, you know what, I'm just going to commit to this. I'm going I'm to try to figure this out and understand this and apply it immediately. And as I started to apply it, it was interesting because at the time I wasn't dating anyone. And I said, you know what, I see the fact that this book and the principles of this book can be applied to more than just money. And so I started to apply this on a, on a social level, And the women started to flock to me. It was amazing, it was incredible. I'm not even kidding. I don't claim to be like some supermodel or whatever it is. It was this energy and it was really the principle of attracting things that you want. And it was absolutely insane. So I was like, wow, this is amazing. So I started to apply it in everything that I was doing and things just started to happen. My life started to change. And so I I just became so addicted to it. And so then each and every book thereafter, when I read, I read in the morning and it's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apply this immediately because otherwise I'm going to forget it or whatever it may be. And so that's the first thing I would say is if you're reading a book, you know, just go out there and put it into practice, put it into practice immediately. If you listen to a podcast like this, pause it and go put it into practice because that's really the only way that you're actually going to have lasting change and lasting results. So that's the first thing that I would say. The other thing too is, you know, I think it's really important for us to all take an inventory of what is our belief system? Is it limiting beliefs? Or is it empowering beliefs? Because, you know, the quote that I always go back to is, if you think you can't, then you can't. And I know that's true. Because if I believe that anything is possible, well, then I'm going to go out and take action, you know, from a subconscious and a conscious perspective, that anything is possible. And so, you know, I believe that we can do big things in real estate, I believe that we can do massive things in, in the podcast space and in coaching and as syndicators and just as a human being, I think that we can reach millions and millions of people and recognize the fact that anything is possible in your life. You don't just have to tolerate your life. You can go out there and live a life of fulfillment and you can live a life of joy and, and creativeness and, and all these different things, but you just have to believe it's possible. And you also have to recognize that this is an ongoing process. You know, you don't take a shower just once a week. You probably take a shower, you know, once every day. And so you're going to need, you know, maybe even more than that at this time. But, uh, you know, you're, you really need that continual inspiration and the continual recognition that your mind is helping, trying to help you survive, especially in this moment in time. You know, we're, we're, we're facing a global pandemic and most folks are having survival thoughts right now. And so we've got to recognize, all right, thank you so much for protecting me, mind, self, consciousness, whatever it may be. And I, I need to take the driver's seat now. I'm going to go ahead and take the driver's seat and I'm going to thrive. And I believe that I can survive and I can go beyond the circumstance because I have an empowering belief system. And how do you do that? You've got to guard the gates of your mind because, mm-hmm. you know, from every angle, you know, there's news, there's media, there's opinions, there's people who are fearful of whatever moment, you know, whether or not times are good or times are bad, this is the case. And so you've got to guard the gates of your mind. What are you allowing to come into your mind and plant seeds? And so I think it's very important for you to cultivate that and to really garden your mind, rip the weeds out from the roots of these limiting beliefs and plant in the seeds of empowering thoughts read books you've got to listen to podcasts like this you've got to consciously choose who are the people that are allowing your mind to grow in a certain direction around you so those are just a few things that i would uh, you know encourage your listeners to do and, and to recognize that your mind is trying to help you survive based on evolution based on you know thousands of millions of years of evolution as a human being at this point if we want to do big things we want to do great things for other people for our families for ourselves We've got to recognize that it all starts there, and we're not going to take the appropriate action if our mind is not cultivated appropriately. So, so that's that. And I, I'm trying to remember the other piece of your question was about leadership. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't a question. It was kind of a statement saying that that you know you you have a kind of a you know leadership traits in you, and, mm. and is that kind of inherited? Because do you believe like there's mm. entrepreneurship DNA? Because there's all these, you know high net worth individuals speaking on social media and one is saying look you can be entrepreneur but that has to be a certain dna for you to become successful and other side is saying no you can be like you can start everything from scratch so which which side which side kind of you pick
1: no that's a really good question i don't think i know the answer i i don't think leaders are what's born. your opinion yeah my opinion is i don't think leaders are necessarily born because i think that anyone can be a leader in their own right you know a lot of times um people will say, well, you know what, I can't start a podcast or I can't start a business because, you know, what am I going to do that's different than someone else? And you know what, one thing is like, as someone who kind of connects with other people and hopefully influences other people in a different way, you know, my voice and my outlook is not the same as yours, or it's not the same as Tony Robbins, or it's not the same as Napoleon Hill or Robert Kiyosaki or any of the folks that you and I respect. Yeah. And so I definitely think that there's always something that you can resonate with someone else in a different way. But I don't think that leaders are necessarily born because I do think that it requires commitment. I, I think it requires, you know, you to understand who it is that you are leading and why would they want to be led by you? And what is it that you can offer them in terms of value and, and how can you, you know, be insightful for them and how can you push them and pull them towards, you know, an outcome uh, that they may not have been able to accomplish themselves and something bigger than themselves. So, you know, as far as entrepreneurs as well, I mean, it is the hardest thing on the planet to run a business, in my opinion. Now, granted, I was not in the military. I have not done so many amazing things. I've never given birth, you know? So there's so many things that, of course, you know, let me just put an asterisk on that. But I believe, you know, building a business is extremely challenging and I've, I've done it and I continue to do it on a day-in-day-out basis, And the reason why I say that I don't believe entrepreneurs are born personally is because I think you have to earn it. I think you have to put in the work and show every single day that you're willing to, you know, really be as dynamic as possible because there's so many different skills and challenges that you face and skills that you have to develop in in the face of those challenges and and capitalizing on opportunities that it just doesn't come. It's not natural, you know, like you've got to be creative, but then you have to be analytical. You have to build a team, but you also have to be, you know, resourceful and say, how can I, how can I be flexible in this situation? So um, it's not, it's not normal. It is something that you just have to develop yourself. And it, the greatest thing that's happened to me as I've built businesses and continue to do so is I've started to learn more about what I ha- what I am capable of. And I've started to learn that I have so much more to give than I ever recognized. And it's the greatest personal growth experience of my life. And I'm really grateful for these experiences.
0: Yeah, yeah, it definitely brings some excitement, you know, into, into the life, especially in these times, because, you know, like, it, it's all, look, at the end of the day, it's all about the potential, you know, like, how much yeah. of your, as a human being, again, I'm talking, you know, with the, with the people who are watching this podcast, because you already discovered, you tapped in into your, into your potential, and, it, and once you tapped into that, I mean, there's no way back, you kind of operate onto that level until you break through, and there's another level, another level, so you just keep going. Yes. But what you're saying is so true about leadership. I mean, you, you know, because I love that you just said that. I agree with the people who say, you know, there are certain traits because there, if you want to become billionaire, maybe there are certain traits that you have to be born with, some intellectual, physical, whatever space you want to be in. But everything everything you can learn, like the books, what you mentioned, podcasts, just like yours as well. There's so much information available. But I think one of the best ways is to become a leader is, first of all, just to be sold on yourself. Mm. And what I mean by that, whatever you do, because we just had this conversation with wife a couple of days ago, we both operate businesses, different, uh, completely different industries, and uh, we were like, "Look, you know, if somebody wants to be successful, they have to be sold on themselves and their product, their service first. You know, if you don't believe in yourself, how is how somebody's gonna follow you and say like, oh, I want to be part of that.' So, you know, it's super important. I love that. Yeah, and I would love to kind of dig deep into maybe, you know, the the personal development side, because I see you'll love that. you love that thing as well. You understand the importance of having that. And you mentioned some books. You mentioned the book, I can't remember the name, but you, when you're saying planting um, the good seeds in a garden, I, I know the, there's some book that, that talks about that, but I can't remember the name. But maybe you can give uh, just like three business, uh, personal development, real estate books, because now people will have a lot of time to read books at home. So they yeah. can grab and read those, what those would be.
1: Yeah, no, first of all, it's so the coronavirus and the situation, you know, how do we use this opportunity to create what's next? How is this, what, yeah. what space is this allowing us to invest in ourselves and to, into our own future self and, and, and who we plan to be as a person? And so, you know, this is a great opportunity for us to vote towards, you know, who do we want to become? You know, because a lot of us have complained for so long that's wow, we're too busy. I I don't have enough time to do X, Y, and Z, and to now read. Got time. And yeah. So now the question is, how are you using this time? And so it's- I love this question because books have become such a passion of mine. I'm I'm sitting around a lot of books. You don't see them right here, but I, I can see them. Uh, so you know, a few of the books, one one of which that I would start with is one called "The Slight Edge" by a man named Jeff Olson. Uh, I really, really love that book because, you know, it's all about things, anything in your life is easy to do or it's easy not to do. And it's actually interesting if you really break it down in that way, uh, if you think about it, like, you know what, when you go to dinner, it's easy to order, you know, the fried platter or it's easy to order the salad, right? And so obviously you're, you're making a vote in one direction or another for the future, you know, self, your future self. And so each and every single decision, each and every moment of decision in your life is really what shapes your destiny. And so I love that book, The Slight Edge, because it really kind of breaks down, you know, not only what you do and make decisions in your business, whether it's whether you're a real estate investor and your your goal is to make, you know, five calls that day or you know, have you know two meetings or make an offer or analyze a property or whatever it may be, you know, it it also comes down to what you're doing personally. And so You know, if you're deciding that you're going to read 10 pages per day and, you know, when you stack that on top of each other, one after another, after another, you know, it's amazing when you look back and say, wow, these, these results have become exponential.
0: Compounds.
1: Yeah, it absolutely compounds. And, you know, it's so interesting too, is that, you know, a rocket ship that leaves, you know, the planet Earth that goes to, um, you know, the moon or wherever else, 98% of the time it's off track. And so once you start to realize that the course corrections along the way are really what gets you there, it's such an inspiring thought, but I really highly recommend that book. I love that one. Wow. Interesting. Uh, so let me think of some others here. Well,
0: this is, this is, this is for you guys just to see the, the, the title of the cover. I'm, I'm going to yes. get a screenshot for that. As well super, for myself.
1: super good book. I uh, love that one, man. Um, you know, there's been so many others. There was actually, I actually just had uh, David Allen on my podcast um, of getting things done. I don't know if you're familiar with that, wow. PTD. Uh, it's a global phenomenon, but uh, I actually read this book a couple of years ago by David, uh, Getting Things Done. And I highly recommend you take a look at that one. I'll be honest with you, it sat on my my bookshelf for you know probably a year or so, because I thought it looked like the most boring book on the planet. And as I dove into it, I said, wow, this is absolutely amazing, it's transformative. Uh, because of you know the the productivity sort of techniques and the strategy towards really creating a mind like water yeah and it 's amazing because if you can develop systems in terms of your own processes in your life and in your business, it can free up your mind so I can show up with you and be my best self, so I can show up in a negotiation so I can build a relationship and and be who I am rather than holding things in my mind. you know our minds were not built to hold you know, things to remember, you know, little tasks. Yeah. So
0: that's another one that I love. Yeah. So again, there, there's the title. I don't know if, if people can zoom in, but I'm going to put the link down below for you guys to check it out. Definitely. Yeah. If I, if I get the book, what you mentioned, probably have to read it right away because I probably will be violating the, the title of the book. If I won't do that. Absolutely. You know, it's done. It's, it's amazing. The art of stress-free productivity. Great, great. It looks yeah. like a great title and should be a great book. So, yeah. you know, expanding onto that personal development space, I mean, like if we're gonna transition a little bit to uh, real estate industry, I mean, you know, if somebody's just kind of a fresh, like I'm very green, like, I don't know what's going on in real estate space. I'm not active either passive in, you know, passively involved into the deals in no way, but like we have the clients that we we'll work with, with, you know, a lot of clients in real estate industries, but that, that's pretty much it. Like yeah, educate myself about that one of the ways to educate yourself, cause again, it's a kind of a sexy thing right now. Do you agree? People oh, love, yeah. people love real estate. People love multifamily when they, they probably love the name multifamily more than the business itself. Right. So, so in some cases it does happen, right? So there's this, you know, option for them to learn, which is called mentorships. So, you know, from my perspective, if somebody's watching now and thinking like, okay, I got it, I got the books, I got the two books that, you know, Tyler recommend me. What about the mentorship? Sure, go uh, and go and get the mentor. It doesn't have to be six figures, but like, do you believe in that? Or it's just the books? Like what's your perspective on mentorships?
1: Absolutely believe in that. And uh, I've invested in coaching my entire time that I've been in real estate and I also coach others. So I'm a huge believer in coaching. I know the process is transformative because I've given it to others. I've seen it myself. You know, it's interesting because when you have someone who can help you distill and, and create a strategy and, you know, implement systems and develop systems that are unique for you, because we all have a different outcome. You know, real estate, when you say the words real estate, you know, it means something vastly different, perhaps to you than it does to me. I mean, there's so many different approaches that you can take. And at the end of the day, real estate is a vehicle towards creating an outcome in your life. And so you really, I highly recommend, you know, your listeners to look into, you know, finding a mentor, whether it's officially or unofficially, if you want somebody to hold you accountable, if you want somebody to help you develop time management strategies, and work on the limiting beliefs that we talked about earlier, and really sort of dive in deeply and understand, well, how can we, you know, develop this, you know, Amazon rainforest of a garden in your mind that can create unlimited abundance. And so, you know, if you, that's just something that has been really transformative for me. But, you know, it's interesting is because you walk in the door and you say, Hey, look, I want, I want systems, I want a strategy. And you walk out and say, I want, you know, to create the best identity that can then serve and create scale and can create you know, opportunity for my family and for others. And so, you know, the first thing I would do for other, you know, for your listeners is certainly start reading the books and start to ask yourself, well, what, what are my goals? And, you know, what does that look like? And then how can someone else help me get there? Because there are many people out there that can help you get there. You just have to align with them sort of energetically as well as, you know, what have they done? What sort of resources can they provide you? Uh, what sort of network can they tap you into? Because I think that's one thing too, is it takes a long time to develop your sphere. Uh, you know, as you are new in the real estate business and start to understand, well, you know what, it's it's almost like drinking from a fire hose in the beginning, because you're like, wow, I don't even know how to analyze the property. I don't know how to manage it. I also don't know how to finance it. I don't know how to close it. I don't know what I'm doing on asset management. Uh, I also have no systems and all these different things. And so you know, it can be very overwhelming. And in my opinion, if you invest in mentoring, if you invest in coaching, you can circumvent a lot of these challenges. I know myself, even in the beginning, when I started investing in real estate, if I would have had better mentors, if I would have had better coaches, I probably would have lost a lot less money than I did. And it was sort of the school of the hard knocks. And so, you know, I think it's a wise investment and it's an investment that really kind of returns to yourself, you know, for the rest of your life as well. So that's yeah. another thing to consider, but yeah, I've I've always been a huge proponent of of mentorships and coaching.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. Totally agree. I mean, you you know, because I ask this question quite often. You know, people just like yourself who understand the you know personal development side and you know the books and the mentorships and the coaches. But probably some of you guys you know who are watching, I hope these these people are you know some of the friends of mine who saying. Oh, no, you I don't read the books. I don't read the books. I just go on YouTube and you know, re- listen to a few podcasts. I don't need a mentor. And I'm like, man, you're setting yourself up for a big failure. Which, yeah. What you said, if you, if you paid more, and if you reached out for, for, you know, bigger players, which I'm sure you did anyway, but you know, once you like start to look back you will, I should reach for, you know, paid more for that, and I probably lost less money. So again, that's that's what happens because you want to be, you want to shorten the timelines, like the timeframes. You don't want to go thirty years figuring stuff out by yourself. You want to do in ten, five, three years, like in one year for, if if possible. Totally so,
1: agree.
0: Yeah, talking about talking about that, like real estate, definitely great space, like multifamily. So kind of you know combining the two things, you know, like multifamily is a great thing. You know, it survives the downturns, like the one we're kind of facing right now with the stock market. Then. There's a lot of, you know, uncertainty going on with the virus. So, like, can you talk, well, again, being active in the business, like, can you give us some insights? You know, what do you think the industry is going to go? What is going to happen, like, with the vacancy rates, like, you know, with the multifamily properties? Like, are people scared, like, about the virus, you know, tendencies? Like, what's what's going on in that space in general, just?
1: Yeah, well, no, I mean, definitely first, I, you know, my prayers and thoughts are with everybody impacted. I mean, really, it seems mm-hmm. like the entire planet is impacted to a certain degree, but obviously with those who, you know, are actually having been infected and, you know, family members, things like that. So let me just say that that's more important than business for sure. But yeah. as it relates to real estate itself, you know, it's hard to say how this will impact the, you know, the, the multifamily business, but, you know, from a short-term perspective, of course, you know, interest rates have absolutely plummeted. So everybody's refinancing. We're seeing that immediately right now. And it's attractive from the acquisition standpoint as well. If you can start to find some deals, which I I think over the next few weeks, we'll start to see how that shakes out from a deal flow perspective. But from an operational perspective, you know, the biggest thing that I see is how does this actually impact the residents? Um, You know, how does this impact their sort of employment opportunities? You know, are they working for, you know, a restaurant or a bar or a factory that may have closed for a quarantine or maybe closed permanently due to the impact of this, then obviously you're going to have a significant amount of fallout there. Um, So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And I don't think anybody can really actually predict that, you know, like in the United States right now, they're planning on potentially, you know, some sort of a stimulus package where perhaps some of this is backfilled to a certain degree, which would then sort of be a, you know, a backfill as well for the, um, for the owners of the multifamily real estate, and so I think that's really interesting to see how that will play out uh, from an occupancy perspective. You know, it's really all all about just servicing. You know, really their their obligation from a resident standpoint, and how does that impact the owner? The other thing too is that you know you're starting to see uh, in in several different markets that there's at least been a hold on um, on evictions. Um, you're starting to see that yep. where tenants are really. You know they're allowed to stay in place at least for the short term until this situation is figured out and so that obviously stops revenue from an ownership perspective mm-hmm. um, so that is a very interesting development that we all need to kind of stay on top of and see how that's going to play out you know i think prior to the coronavirus a lot of people were you know concerned about rent control that is occurring in certain markets and so that, you know, the the eviction sort of halt reminds me somewhat of that in some ways where it seems like, you know, how do you win as a landlord in that type of situation? So we're definitely dealing with a, a rapidly changing environment. But, you know, from a big picture, I see multifamily as a great place to be. In the global environment, I would rather be in multifamily real estate than anywhere else with all of these headwinds, you know, understood. Uh, and understanding that also, look, at the end of the day we're 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 self-isolating at this current moment and where are we self-isolating where we live right and so you know folks are still you know they're still going to the grocery store they're still you know they've they're working from home whether you know whether they have a job or or not and many folks that do have their jobs obviously are working from home and so you know you're seeing that as a priority in most people's lives and obviously as to be successful as a real estate investor, you've got to be thinking about well, what is the priority in my occupant's lives, and um, you know one mm-hmm. of the things that office real estate investors would probably be highly concerned about is how does this impact sort of the future of occupancy of office versus can people you know have they recognized perhaps more so that they can now work remotely and work from mm-hmm. home and and how does that work? But uh, you know in general we love multifamily real estate because in times of uncertainty, you know, we have the opportunity to pivot each and every unit. Like if, you know, if, if someone loses a, a job and they need to move, then, you know, perhaps they're going to consolidate, you know, their, their household with another household. And so then you've got the opportunity of saying, all right, well, you know, we didn't lose, you know, 30,000 square feet of occupancy, we lost, you know, 800 square feet. And now we have the opportunity of remarketing this unit. And so you kind of mitigate your risk per Unit overall, and so I don't know. Those are a lot of the sort of big picture things that I'm seeing, but I'm happy to go into more depth on anything if you'd like.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that that's definitely awesome. I, I love what you just said. You know, because I mean, with the uncertainty, what's going on, and I think people, uh, at least some some of the people on some of the companies, will will start looking differently into the tenant screening process. Probably they're going to start looking for some freelancers. I don't know people who can work from home just to make sure that they can position you know in a better you know, cause nobody planned this up, you know, people knew the stock market is gonna go down, but nobody knew like people will lock themselves in their homes and you know, the jobs are gonna be going away. And there's again, which mentioned restaurants are closing and people getting, you know, getting laid off. So that's kind of a, you know, bad thing because you, you know, if, if they will put in place that they cannot, they have to stay, I mean, you know, rent free kind of, a, and, and you know, you cannot like, you're not gonna put them in, in the street. So that's going to affect, exactly. the, affect the revenue and that's going to affect the business. But I mean, that that's the times that we live in and nobody knows how long is that going to happen. People are saying it's going to be two, four, six months. I mean, it's it's, it's a lot of uncertainty. But, you know, do you think even in this time, what you're saying is a great, you know, investment still, you know, if the business operating, you know, you have people in, they're paying rent. So, you know, talking about the markets, again, looking from a passive investor standpoint, can you talk Mm -hmm. about why is it still good to be invested? Uh, How does that, you know, better than the stock market? I mean, you know, it's obviously better than what it is right now, but it's definitely going to come back. But, you know, there is different investment vehicles. And uh, like, what states do you invest in? And like, what, what, do you, what do you provide for people? Kind of, I know you don't have, to, you, you, you can go like more in the detail because of the SEC regulations, but kind of a broad picture of why is it better than anything else that's out there?
1: Yeah, no, this is a great question. By the way, this is an awesome interview, man. You're you're really good at this, so I really appreciate that. Um, no, so to answer your question, you know, why is multifamily a better investment opportunity than the stock market? In my opinion, you know, obviously it's a tangible asset. It's a real asset. It's not based on emotions, as you know, many stock values are. You know, we feel very you know, certain we feel very excited and all of a sudden the stock market shoots up or we feel very fearful and uncertain and worried and it drops precipitously. And so you know, I see that to be very interesting and, and, and the fact of multifamily real estate you know, in general is more of an illiquid investment. So yes, you're not going to you know, do a day trade on a multifamily deal um, and because of that fact, it's less driven by these just finicky emotions of the market. Human beings are finicky and emotional, and that's what we talked about earlier: is limiting beliefs. And you know, the baseline is limiting beliefs across across the globe. And so that's really kind of where I start this from a psychological perspective. But you know, I see real estate. You know, it's valued based on the cash flow. It's not based on some figure that we feel. You know, some multiple of uh, You know, uh, you know whatever the PFS or whatever it may be. You know, it's. Um, it's it's valued based on the cash flow and so obviously you know you have to look at it and say is it a risk-free investment no of course not yes there are situations such as this these black swan events that can occur that can require your tenants to really have to pivot in different ways that can then decrease your revenue Um, now do we think that a hundred or a 200 unit apartment complex is going to go completely vacant no, now could that happen? Perhaps, but we don't believe that would ever be the case, and so we feel like it's much less risky than some other sort of emotion-driven value assets. Um, you know, so the other thing too is that you know, in times like these that are bad, you know, it has a minimum downside, and in good times, it has a huge upside. And so, not only the fact that you can, you know, you have an asset that retains its value and grows over time, and you can actually force that appreciation as well but you can also earn you know, great cash flow. And you know, for our investors and our deals, we pay a preferred return. And there's also a percentage of that upside as well as we can you know, go in and add value and, and create a business plan and, and have a strategy for you know, five to seven or whatever years down the road to where there's a, an equity multiple that's available for investors as well. So you know, those, are, those are the reasons why I love it. You know, I'm a passive investor, I'm an active investor, I'm a syndicator you know, I put my money where my mouth is and and I feel very confident and comfortable in a time like this to say, you know what, in in a crazy time like this, we're still earning cash flow and we're still able to, you know, to do what it takes to make sure that our residents are safe and that they have a quality place to live and that we're attentive to their needs. And so I think having a long-term perspective, I would much rather be in the real estate business than, you know, in some of these other non-tangible assets.
0: Yeah, particular multifamily business, you know, just to Absolutely. because uh, like, we do believe it, because we had this conversation with, uh, with my wife, personally, multiple times. And again, being a business, you know, people, we kind of, the, it, for us, like what you mentioned, passive investing, you know, I think it's a great thing where, again, we're not, you know, involved into any deals right now, but we're definitely looking at some point because now it's all about scaling the business and just putting, you know, systems in place and, you know, all the boring stuff, right? Yeah. So, but, well, yeah. I,
1: I forgot to answer one part of your question. So sure. we buy across Kentucky in the Southeast, in the Southeastern sure. United States. So we're looking for, you know, 100 to 250 to 300 unit, uh, you know, properties and You know, we offer opportunities for accredited investors to have that opportunity to passively invest to where we send them a cash flow every single month and we give them the opportunity for upside. And so, you know, we do require, you know, the opportunity to build a relationship and to understand, you know, what are your goals? Because not everyone that we come in contact with is is a fit for our opportunities. You know, we have to understand, well, what are you looking to accomplish in your life? And, you know, we'd be more than happy to make a, a better recommendation for you. But I, I just wanted to answer that question earlier because I, f- I forgot to answer it.
0: Yeah, yeah no, no worries. No worries. Definitely. Because, you, you know, that's, a, that's the perspective. Because at the end of the day, you're just providing service. You're looking to fill in the gap that this, you know, accredited investor is having. Like, you, you want to, like, 3x, you know, his money that he's investing. And I see so many great stories, like, you know, where people, you know, they invest, let's say, you know, that's. Whatever hundred k or five hundred k into a deal, and it becomes you know one point five, you know, in, in like three five years, then you're gonna ten thirty one into another deal, and it's gonna just keep going. And that's a, definitely it's a super great way for somebody you know to become wealthy and just to become rich. Whatever, if that's your goal? Yeah. Of course, you have to become you know you have to reach that level when you are accredited. I know there's people and companies who take non-accredited investors as well. But of course, it's not going to be same returns. The structure is different and the payouts, everything. So do do your due diligence and research. Because again, I'm not an attorney and you're not. So you have to yeah. do your own stuff, you know, well, uh, research. The,
1: the other thing too, is I'm not a CPA, but you also yeah. get the tax benefits. And the tax benefits yeah. in in a lot of times, especially for accredited investors, are almost as attractive as, you know, the, the wealth accumulation benefits. And so- it's uh, it is definitely an exciting opportunity, and, and the wealth creation is amazing. And the fact that you could, you could get that ACH and it's like wow, you know, I, I just invested with somebody I trusted, and obviously I did my due diligence on that individual. I recognize that there's somebody that I can trust. I want to do business with long term. But it's amazing when you start to feel the comfort of that uh, that continual cash flow.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cash flow is the king. Is is not the cash right. right? You don't want to be liquid right now. You want you want to invest somewhere. So Absolutely. it's definitely the true, like the tax advantages. Because I remember I had the just a long story short, I had this lady. She's well known in the in the space as well, and she said like the one thing that I invested in real estate multifamily for is the tax advantages. I was mm. like, how do I pay less in taxes? And she found yeah. a way through multifamily investing. It's so it's, a, it's definitely amazing. So well, and just to
1: give your listeners a little bit of more insight on that is it's you, you get a pass through on depreciation and interest. And then obviously, it's taxed at a different rate as your as your regular income. Of course, you want to, you know, advise with your with your CPA, you want to get some counsel from your tax team. But, you know, just know that that is available to you. And I don't believe that it's available to you in a real estate investment trust as an example, which is more of kind of a stock yeah. in a real estate holding corporation. So that's yeah. just a distinction to to make. So build relationships with folks who are doing this, whether it's my company or someone else, because there's amazing opportunities that many people are not aware of.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So we're we definitely going to put some links for you guys to get in contact with, with Tyler and just just ask some, you know, questions about investing, you know, actively, passively, whatever you want to take, whatever approach. So, but I would love to touch one point because when you mentioned, you know, it was written in a bio and you mentioned yourself, you were involved into this marketing kind of business, if if, if, if I'm right. like. Yep you know, that stuff. So do you believe and do you still use I mean, you have the podcast and like you put yourself out there all over the place all the time. And I think right now in this moment, and we just uh, put out a blog post yesterday, actually, I think it was today, why people like real estate industries, uh, everybody should start posting like crazy because everybody's going to stay at home. They're going to scroll to Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and watch YouTube videos. So I think people kind of should like put the f- foot to the metal or whatever pedal to the metal thing and just <laughs> then just do more. So, but from your perspective, like being a, a marketing, you know, social media guy, let's say, like, do you believe still in that? And do you, what do you apply for mm-hmm. your own business? Like on a day-to-day basis, maybe some software is just kind of, helps you to expand the business and make some you know, day-to-day tasks to run more smoother for your own business.
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. Because you know what, me and you wouldn't know each other if it wasn't for social media. And so I'm really enjoying this conversation. Thank you, Facebook. And, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know, we wouldn't be having this conversation with the, the listeners as well if it wasn't yeah. for you know, the opportunities that are out there. So I, I believe that social media, you, know, you have to use social media, not let you, social media use you, because I think there's mm. two different things you know, are you scrolling mindlessly? Or, you, you know, I look, I enjoy memes just as much as the next guy, don't get me wrong. You know, I crack up at a meme every now and then. So so do not get me wrong. You know, it doesn't always have to be so serious. But, you know, use it to build relationships. You know, one of the things that I think is great about real estate is that we can, you know, we can put out content like this, and we can attract those who align with us in different ways to, to come into our world. And you know, it's, it's it's done in a way that, you know, everybody wins. And so that's been my experience with social media since day one is that it's allowed me to really kind of, you know, spread my message out there and let folks get an understanding of who I am so that we can build a warm relationship without having any understanding of each other and then gain, you know, a deeper understanding of who each other are you know from a from a deeper one-on-one perspective after that so you know I use um, you know a, a lot of different tools really I've actually I have a, an individual on my team who really focuses on all of the marketing for our company and and you know we're, we're a lean and mean team but he, he focuses solely on marketing and media and you know we do the podcast we do social media I'm, I'm sorry we do uh, YouTube videos in conjunction with the podcast of course and many folks uh, consume the the YouTube videos there, and then of course we spread that to LinkedIn, you know, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and you know we do blogs and all that kind of stuff as well. But I use actually a, a, a tool called Hootsuite, which allows me to post on multiple platforms at one time because you know yeah. we're reaching a different audience uh, on each different platform. You know, it's a different type of individual, and so we do have to tailor our message slightly differently. Depending on where the audience is, yeah. um, and just to be cognizant of that. But you know, I also run Facebook groups. Um, you know, we we have even kind of smaller groups. Like I'm in a mastermind where we use only kind of WhatsApp, and you know, there's other ways to communicate there. I mean, there's other. You know, if you you want to build a deeper relationship from there, you know, technology is so exciting because things like Boxer, you know, things like obviously texting, FaceTime, you know, Zoom is amazing. There's so many different tools but at the core of all of this is about adding value to someone else and developing a strong and deep and meaningful relationship. You know, if you're just out there posting and you're not looking at the incoming back and, and, and realizing that this is really an ongoing conversation in each of these different platforms, I think that that's when you sort of miss the boat a little bit. So I think it's important to recognize that, but then to use your tools to, you know, to the advantage of what you're looking to accomplish. And, and uh, it's it's all amazing. And that's that's the other reason why it's like the coronavirus. It's like, man, it can make us go inside or make us quarantine ourselves. But look, we're still so connected. There's still so many possibilities.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Once, once the Facebook is, is gonna be operating and all these channels, we, we, we're gonna be doing these podcast interviews for as long as the Corona can stay here forever, we're gonna be doing this forever as well, you know? So, exactly, yeah. exactly, so we're ready to
1: pivot. How are we gonna adapt? You know, we gotta adapt in the situation and so that we've exactly. got some tools so, at so our disposal. You,
0: you know, I think like, cause I watched this um, talk um, not long ago and this guy said, very successful entrepreneur. And he said, I deeply believe that entrepreneurs and business driven people is gonna change the world because mm. you know those people are the the, the smart ones well we not you know by looking at the you know degrees some of those don't even don't have the college degrees but they're fairly like creative successful smart people who can like, you know solve all these big problems and now like look what's going on with the like wires and i think even trump like putting some big players like you, you know like walmart I, I don't know like just Putting people yeah. together, making sure that they can solve the problem. So it's always going to be those business driven, business driven people and the creative ones. So, you know, guys, just find the creativity in you, you know, like what, what Tyler said, just grab the books, surround yourself with the people, like start doing the podcast. Now I think it's the best time to create something like that on in the digital space. Because what you mentioned, there's a lot of platforms, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, blog posting. And you can do that, you know, like with the softwares that you just mentioned, like YouTube will help you to do those things, you know. So it's all about, you know, just crafting a message, putting it out there. And, and now it's easier than ever. So talking about that again, you know, before I used to say this to the guests, um, cause that was always my question. And I'm going to ask you the same question. I always used to say it, it, it always goes like this, 2020, it's kind of exciting year, brand new year. So now I have to kind of flip it now because you know, 2020, it was kind of a magical number for me personally.
1: I agree. You know, like same.
0: 2020 It's like, oh my God, like, but it started kind of crazy. You know, the wildfires like in Australia and now this yeah. and like the markets and it's insane. But I think still is going to come out, like, whatever you're going through the winter, there there is different season after. You just have to survive, but it's not even about surviving. Here we have Tyler because he's going to show us how to thrive. And I think he gave us a lot of great tools how you can implement in your, you know, time that you actually actually have infinite time right now while you're sitting at home how you can do something and just uh, impact you that will impact your life in a great way and at the end of the winter you're going to come out you know prosperous and just do better you know in personal life and in business but talking about your business because that was the question maybe you can share some of your goals for this 2020 year what you're still looking to accomplish have you changed some of your goals and like what you're planning to do for this year
1: yeah, absolutely. No, I'm 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 still really excited about this. And you know what? Through every adversity, there's an opportunity. And it's it's uh, you know every um, every time you have a trouble or every time something sort of you know is is in your road as a roadblock, you have to look at it and say, well, what is what is this teaching me, and what type of opportunity is this creating? And and when I take the detour, you know, what what other opportunities am I going to see along this path? So I think reframing and looking at you know challenges. And recognizing that anything is possible, and that you know these these challenges are meant to serve you, you know life happens for you and not to you, and so you know, with that said, you know I, I definitely still have big goals, and I look at my goals every single morning. you know one of the goals that we have with uh, with CF Capital, you know we just launched this syndication firm, and you know our goal is to acquire twenty five million in assets this year, and that's across two deals. Um. So we're not going, you know, we're not going above and beyond. We're not, we're not doing crazy things, but we're also not setting small goals. And, you know, we're looking to partner with great people, people who want to obtain, you know, the amazing benefits of real estate. And, you know, we've got, uh, we've got a deal that's really in our crosshairs right now that we're negotiating with, with the owner that we're really excited about. And so we're continuing to push forward. And I think that, you know, this situation perhaps is going to create more opportunities that didn't exist before because you know I don't know about you but it's been a tremendously competitive environment and i would expect it to remain competitive you know to to certainly a, a certain degree but we'll see how this sort of opens up some new opportunities from the acquisition standpoint and then obviously our goal is then to to operate to you know to the highest capacity and to the best of our abilities you know, for the residents as well as for our investors. And so, you know, that's, that's one of the big goals, you know, from a personal perspective, I'm getting married this year. Uh, So excited about that. And uh, getting married in, uh, in July, I mean, we'll see, uh, hopefully that that stays, uh, that uh, that stays on track. But, uh, you know, definitely excited to get our our marriage started. And to uh, we're going to Africa, man, we're going to go to, uh, we're going to go on a safari and and go to see the uh, you know amazing things that that Kenya has to offer, and so really excited about that. And we love to travel, man. And I have a lot of goals, but uh, those are two that I'm most excited about. For uh, that, you know, I'm defiantly committed to uh, to making happen in my life, no matter what what challenges are in the road.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Cause you, you see, this man is living by the rule of thriving you know, in business and personal life. So again, congratulations for getting married. My wife just showed me on the phone because this is 18th and we got married on 18th. So she was like five minutes past, it's 18 already. Wow, that's awesome. we're gonna celebrate after after the interview.
1: (laughs) That's awesome, man. Congrats.
0: Thank you, thank you. So, you know, it's been a good journey, definitely. So, you know, before we're gonna go, uh, I just wanna say a big thank you. It's been a true pleasure, honor to be, you know, talking with you. And just to get to know you because i see you all know, over the place i'm a big fan I, I follow you like you're doing great stuff not with a podcast but just with the business with life you even impacting a lot of people at the same time you know in a great way so you know just big big thank you for doing those those things you know so
1: oh thank you martinez you are so kind and it's been so much fun and man i, I really cheer you on in your journey and looking forward to uh, you know hopefully this adding a ton of value to not only you know you and and myself i mean to be honest with you this i've I've learned a lot in our discussion as well but really appreciate you taking me on and and giving me the opportunity to speak to your listeners as well but uh, i'm grateful for you i'm grateful for the challenges every single day and and how can we become great the question is you know what is this doing to serve me and what what is every situation whether it's a win or a loss You know what? What can we do to learn from this and become more? So, uh, I'm so excited, and I really thank you for your kind words.
0: Here you go. Here you go. I don't know what you learned in this podcast episode. Actually, I didn't say a thing. But you know, guys, (laughs) if you if you want to get in contact with Tyler and ask him questions about real estate investing mindset, I don't know. But you know, I recommend do your You know, like research, don't come come in cold asking some random questions, you know, like because this man, as you see, he's busy. He's running all over the place. Like if you're interested in investing with him or asking real estate investing questions, go and find him on social media platforms. So before we go, what those platforms will be for people to get in contact with you?
1: Absolutely. So on Instagram, you can find me at the Tyler Chesser, and that is the same for Twitter um on youtube of course you can just find me tyler chester elevate podcast is everywhere as well on every single platform and then you can visit uh, a couple of my websites would be coachwithtyler.com again that's coachwithtyler.com or of course just tylerchester.com so there's many ways to to get in touch and uh, be super grateful to to build a one-to-one relationship with any of your listeners
0: awesome awesome and on that note guys if you enjoyed the show you already know what to do click the like subscribe to the channel and as always you know go and check it out tyler's platforms go in contact with him on the social media level if you're in the states you maybe you live close by knock on door and hey tyler let's make something happen definitely it's, it's all about you know meeting people impacting people helping you know each other at the same time along the way you know and and th- this man has truly proven that he's a goal giver you know thriving in this space even in these times so you know definitely go in contact with him and guys as always you know what to do Like, subscribe, and as always, I'm going to see you on the next episode. Thank you.